Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Lowry. And I am one of your hosts, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. This week we will talk about the Monday show, Allison's petty, cranky, wordy mood and your calls. And the Thursday show, Paul Russ's big secret, Michael, Michael Cassidy's strip club story, Allison's sidebar sister, no wait, side, I fucking can't read my writing, sidebar sister salad bar? Yes. <laughs> Uh, but first, let's introduce our two special guests. Welcome back to the show, Ray Morgan. Hello. Thank you for having me once again. It's always nice chatting with you. Um, also, let's welcome Luke Chastain. Hi, I'm very happy to be back. Awesome. So it was breaking up a time. I put bit. way more energy in that than I intended. Uh, like, I kind of surprised myself like halfway through the... Uh... <laughs> you know what? It's new year, new you. I think that's what's going on here. <laughs> um, let's catch up with everybody really quick. Like, Luke, how are you doing? Well, it's it's cold. Although I'm I'm actually a little excited because we're finally going to get snow, and a little bit of snow would would do me well. Uh, yeah, just it, it you know means I can't go outside and exercise. But uh, we haven't had snow in Berlin in years, and I just kind of miss walking around and hearing the crunching sound. Aww. And then, and then I got this. Just I saved this just for the show because just something with a little bit of noise, but just because it is New Year, or just about. Oh, that was uh, now. That's the sign of uh, celebration. I love that. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a cheap ass glass of uh, bottle of champagne. I, just a small bottle because uh, I don't want to get too um, slurry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I think a cheap ass bottle of champagne goes well with this show, so that's perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ray, how are you doing? Oh, geez, it's been the. Uh... The, the end of a crazy week over here in the Morgan household. Um, uh, two family members pass away. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, my uh, my father-in-law finally succumbed. I say finally because he's been uh, convalescent for maybe two years now. Um, but, you know, the, it was just hard on my wife just because she was uh, the caretaker for all that time. Oh, yeah. And now that's over. So there's a more of a sense of relief than sadness because he's really been, you know, gone for like, you know, a couple of years now. It's hard to watch the last couple of years when it's just, you know, they have no quality of life. They're not feeling good. And it's just, just take them already, you know. And so that relief is nice. But it's like, you know, bittersweet, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and and we're just uh, you know, oh, good. That's over with. And, uh, but you know, obviously there's there's sadness, but it's you know more relief. And uh, my wife's cousin Judy succumbed to COVID nineteen that oh same my day. Gosh. No <laughs> way. Yeah, she was um, seventy, I guess. And you know. I hate to say, you know, I told you so, shit, but mm. she was a Trump supporter, mm. anti-masker, all that shit. And I, I guess she owns the libs now. God damn. So I was thinking about this just recently because I thought all these people that don't want to wear masks and everything, they're just hurting. I mean, they're not just hurting themselves because they're hurting other people by spreading it. 
But also it's kind of like, it is one of those like, well, I mean, if you're going to sign up for something that you know is going to happen and then it happens, I don't know. I mean, it's hard when it's, it's a family so, it's member. It's so random. Yeah, um, that's know, true I, too. There's two people out of the 17 people that got it at work that I personally knew. And they both recovered, and I and I talked to them, and and they're like, well, you know, it was it was bad for a couple of days, and then I got better. Um, but it doesn't affect every person the same way, and I right. guess the older you are, the the worse it can be. Yeah, the few people but I know not that necessarily. Said, that's why it's so you know, right. fucked up. Because then you do hear of younger people that that pass away from it, where it's just kind of ra- yeah, like you said, just too. random, and but right. in general. Um, right. But beyond that stuff, you know. Oh, beyond that giant stuff. God. So other than that. Our hot water heater went out. God damn it. Oh, my God. That's horrible. (laughs) That's torture. But it's fixed now. Okay. Well, that's good. finally clean again. (laughs) That's uh, a bonus. I was going to say something. Um, (laughs) Little Rafi. You know, speaking of weather. Yeah. um, Did you... in Orange County, did you guys get that thunder and lightning that oh we my had God. Like, yes. right after Christmas? It was like one in the morning and it just woke me up out of dead sleep. Just like, holy shit. Like, it was so loud. And I thought, finally, we're getting. Then the next day, it was just all day raining and it was amazing. And there's a little snow in Orange the next day somewhere. But right, right. Nothing to write but home about. All but... I heard was like, oh, these pussy Californians can't handle a little rain. Well, oh. I grew up in the East and I can verify that this was not just a little rain. This right. was like the sky was pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> it at least only lasted one day, but it was just like, oh my God, this is torrential. We had hail. Yeah, we got a little hail. And now it's just kind of chilly. It's easy going seven or eight months with nothing, and then all of a sudden, boom. True. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm making soup. (laughs) So first rain, I'm like, okay, it's time. It's soup time. Um, Little Rafi, how are you doing? Oh, I am doing just fine. Uh, My highlight of the month, or the year, we could say, is that... uh, I mentioned on here that Lauren sent me a plant of some sort. I think it's an amaryllis. And yes, that's the one. And this morning, it bloomed, finally. And uh, then some time went by, and I walk into the kitchen, and I, right before this, because I was making myself a little honey and Coke, and the other flower bloomed, and it is really, you know, it's um, it makes you think about <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Cheers. So, yeah. Oh, that was nice. Okay, so you're drinking honey and coke. What about you, Ray? Drinking anything? Yeah, I've I've got a uh, a very strong Arnold Palmer here. Mm, that sounds Iced good. With extra lemonade, but I'm not driving, so it's cool. okay. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I'm having some coffee, some iced coffee with a little chaga powder in it, and uh, that's about it for me. I still have not had a drink since December nineteenth. I my birthday's in a couple weeks. I'm thinking I might. Have something then <laughs> i don't know I, is this uh are you doing this on purpose like purposely not drinking or you know, just not I, coming up i had thought about it for new year's um but on december 19th i i went to a christmas party and i had some unfortunate things happen that evening that i brought uh-huh. on myself um uh-huh. involving throwing up <laughs> and i thought you know what this is you know, everyone has their own rock bottom. That's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. It's not like I've not been there before, but it was sort of like, you know, this 
is not where I want to end up in the bathtub and swimming in my own, you know, whatever. So I feel <laughs> like maybe, and, and honestly, I really haven't had a desire to drink, which is like, that's the main thing. I thought I'll have a drink if I right. want to, but I don't really have this desire to. So I thought, you know what, I'll just wait until I actually want to and try and have a better relationship with drinking if, if that's possible. <laughs> wait, so how does it work on the Facebook group when you have a birthday? Like, who, uh, who you know, post? it's funny. Who the watcher? That, is, that is so funny because I, it's changed. One year, I think Leanne did it. One year, Kelly Lundquist did it. I think it's just whoever wakes up that day and is friends with me and knows it's my birthday and they'll post something. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just like twiddling my thumbs like, anybody? No. <laughs> <laughs> I My birthday on Facebook always gave me such uh, anxiety because I'm like, I don't want people saying happy birthday to me. And I don't know why that is. But I think with the, the best friend's uh page it's not anxiety inducing so that's okay <laughs> i have no idea why that is but lisa i yes. was planning on cutting back on my drinking this year mm. oh yeah i see uh, you're but, uh, ahead of the game there <laughs> well someone uh decided to get me a bottle of hennessy for oh. christmas so that kind of uh you know i had to i have to finish it before i can join you but i appreciate that you're not drinking it's uh it's a good thing for you, Lise. But you can't let something like vomiting in a bathtub <laughs> slow you down. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't been there? I yeah. mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, the oof. Just... I, I have rules. I haven't, I haven't totally gotten rid of drinking, but I've made rules that I can only do it when it's social, which mm. ends up not being that often. And then I've limited how much or almost never allow myself to have alcohol in the house anymore. Uh, yeah. Cause uh, yeah, there was one night in, in, in December where I woke up in the morning and I was still wearing my clothes and I'm like, Oh wait, I, and I was just by myself last night. It's like, Oh, <laughs> so I never get drunk by myself, but I do like to have a drink like on the weekend, especially when I'm recording, I usually open something at whatever time it doesn't matter. And it's just when I, I just don't know my limits. And also I mix. And so on December 19th, I had like at least three different drinks. I don't even know, you know, it, it, I started off so slowly with a couple seltzers and then I was drinking Jameson and then I was drinking some sort of white chocolate martini thing. And it's like, yeah, that's oh, probably not a good idea. Um, you know, in my old age, I've, um, I have a less of a tolerance as far as um, feeling it the next day. Right. I spent yesterday slightly hungover and like not, you know, horribly sick, but just enough to go, uh, I got yeah. a headache. I need to eat. Uh, yes. McDonald's. And, and that was a greasy. product of like maybe four beers and a oh. frozen mudslide. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. My, my hangovers are, are pretty rough too, but I didn't even have a hangover after December 19th. I probably cause I barked it all out, but I mean, <laughs> sorry if anybody's eating. Sorry, Dr. Jen. Um, yeah, I should, I should have barfed. <laughs> that's the thing. Should have, should have, could have, would have. Um, but yeah, this is the first new year's I woke up without some sort of a hangover. So it was kind of like, huh, that's kind of nice. Um, and I didn't really miss out on the partying. And I don't know. I just don't have any desire for when I do. You know, I usually have this thing of like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. I have to drink. It's Christmas. It's New Year's. It's my birthday. And so I usually try and wait till after my birthday, but to do any kind of halting of, of drinking. But I thought, you know what? I don't need to like completely stop it, but I could just like try and get a better uh, hold of it. <laughs> Not waking up in my own, you know, pool of. Yeah. Um, Let's do a round of shout outs, shall we, little Rafi? Do you have any? 
shout out to everyone who did the 31 day song challenge it is over but there are two people who are doing it <laughs> right now that is you and dr jen shout out to lauren again for the plant thank you for that and uh, i think that's it all right ray morgan do you have any i like saying your full name ray morgan do you have any shout outs <laughs> well, thank you lisa lowry um, <laughs> Just uh, everyone in earshot, I want to say thank, uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. Um, we made it. We made it through another twenty, another year, uh, a particularly fucked up year. And um, let's power through twenty twenty one. It's gonna be better. Could it be worse? I hope not. <laughs> Looks like we made it. All right, Luke, yeah. Luke Chastain. What about you? Do you have any shout outs? I, I just. I want to give a shout out to my whole neighborhood, which they, they brought me so much joy this New Year's because uh, fireworks were, were banned here. And and uh, and I understand why they didn't want people going. So, first of all, to understand, I think whoever wrote the movie The Purge uh, wrote that after having experienced New Year's in Berlin, because yeah. generally, like with an asterisk, like people here follow the rules. It's a super crazy. It's a really safe city to live in, and and I think the way that they do that is around seven days before New Year's, every liquor store is allowed to sell as many as many fireworks as they can possibly sell, and you're not allowed to shoot them off right away, you, but you can buy them. You can buy as much as you want, and then for one night on New Year's Eve, you can just like blow it up, like. It is, it is, it's a free for all people. Like I've, I've, I've gone out like on the street with people after, after parties and, and had people get second degree burns from getting hit by fireworks. Like it is, it, it's great. It is like, we understand that 4 million people are not meant to live this close together. So what we're going to do is we're just going to have this one night where you can all just act like the monkeys you are (laughs) (laughs) for one night. The the next day we're going to put it all back together again. We're going to put it all back in the bottle, but for one night we're just going to let it out. And, and so this year I was really sad about the idea of it because the politicians kept talking about, Oh, this will be the quietest New Year's Berlin's ever experienced. And, and, and everyone was super responsible because I watched it from a balcony, like, no, nobody, no, no large groups were hanging out doing fireworks. And I think everybody was being careful to light the fireworks before they had the champagne, just so they didn't burn their mm-hmm. fingers and end up in the hospital. Like, so people were aware of the stakes, but at the same time, midnight came and it was just explosions of fireworks all around the city. And, uh, and it's, it's good. It just, uh, it just, it just made me feel because you just, you don't have that uh, access to just running into random people anymore. You don't have those experiences and to watch some guy who you don't know run in the street, launch off like, you know, 200 euro worth of fireworks. And then everyone in the neighborhood just start cheering him on. It's just, it just felt good. It, it was like getting that feeling of connecting to strangers was amazing. So yeah, shout out to my neighbors. And I, I wish I could, uh, I've been off the groups. So I, I don't have any like, Group group inside a fan cast shadows, but uh, I will be back on the group and reading all of your posts, which I love. So that sounds magical. That's perfect. You get to be an adult for one. This whole city collectively got to be an adult for one night and uh, let off some steam. I bet the view from your rooftop was amazing. If you ended up going up there, um, we need to go. We need to go out to Berlin. Okay, Lil Roth. Yes. Hop hop on a bus. Hop on a train. 
I do want to go to Germany for the Nurburgring. Um, Berlin sounds bleak, oh, I, but I've never oh been. So if Luke can show us around, I'm sure he'll oh, show yeah. us the cool right. spots. He showed I, us the cool I, spots in San Francisco. So, I mean, I'm sure he could show us the cool spots in Berlin. I would yeah. definitely want to go, um, particularly where the wall was, um, where the Beatles played before they got famous. Um, and I'm sure there's beer. Oh yeah. yeah, I'll be drinking by the time I head I head, I head out there <laughs> for sure. Uh, I had I had some uh, some friends come over from this you know, before. <laughs> I had some friends from San Francisco come and visit and stay with me, and and you know they they don't make a whole lot of money and this is their big trip to come to Europe, and and we went out the first night. We went to my local bar, and she, she leans over and she says, uh, "Sweetie, like how are we doing on on money? Like are we spending too much? Are we drinking too much?" and he looked. He looked, he leaned over the the bar and looked at their tab, and then and then leaned back to her and said, "Baby, we can drink here all night." <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a half half a liter of beer is like the equivalent of three dollars. Yeah. It's oh, just like, nice. Okay, just, doesn't sound very bleak now, does it, Larafi? No. Um, <laughs> all right. My shout outs are to Brittany and the TNC. I hope to get to see all of you so much more this year. Um, to my best friend in North Carolina, Jen, to Dr. Jen, to Bruce by Don and Scott Marquez, who two days after, maybe a day after we recorded, I was like, damn it. I was like, I think I was just like about to fall asleep. Damn it. I forgot to shout them out on the last show. I don't even know why. So I was thinking about you guys. Um, that sounded weird. Um, shout out to Paul. We uh, DM'd a little bit and I missed chatting with him. Shout out to you, Ray Morgan, because I forgot to give you an extra shout out for fluffing one of my carbs. I don't know how many ago, but you did. And uh, I thank you for that. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look at him. What a nice guy. Uh, shout out to Shara and Tamara for retweeting the show on Twitter, which is nice. To uh, Shout out to Z Mary Jane, to Candace Vick, Lauren Kelly, Ulysses, and Tim Ortez. Um, does anybody have call-outs, or shall we talk about Monday? <laughs> yes, I actually do have a call-out, and it's to myself. Last week, mm, mm, I mm, called mm. Santa Claus a fat fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, we try to be very inclusive on this show and not use any kind of hate mm. speech or fatphobic anything. You know, we're not we're not trying to body shame anyone. Right. So I apologize for using that kind of language. But that said, Santa Claus can suck my dick from oh, the back. Oh my gosh. Um, so I'd also like to call <laughs> myself out because, you know, I always say, oh, Lil Rafi likes big butts and um, <laughs> likes women with big butts. And when listening to rap music tells you what to like and all that. And that <laughs> stuff is true. But what I was going to say is like, I am shaming people that have big butts and that's not right. So I am calling myself out also. <laughs> As you should. I also wanted to call you out, Lil Rafi, for um, no intro song last week. I know you did it on purpose. It was not no accident. I didn't mean to do a double negative. It, blah, 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 blah. it was not an accident, but <laughs> I know that Tim was like, excuse you guys. Why is there no intro? Uh, and I think he thought it was me. It was not me. So that was all you, Lil Raf. Uh, yeah, shout out to Tim. He uh, brought that up. And just for that, I'm going to put uh, three songs on this episode. <laughs> full, full songs. <laughs> Maybe one song for between each segment. Oh, my God. We didn't get a childish chat, did we? Uh, there was none. There was uh, none. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, let's see. Shall and we? And wait, speaking of that. Yes. 
we also did not get any calls mm. or texts to the hotline. Oh my gosh. If, uh, is it working? Demian is it broken? Have... Oh my God, Debian, are you oh. alive? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> so we actually did get a, a uh, wrong number call. Mm. It was just a message of a lady saying in Spanish, is that mine? Uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't, I don't think that sure was for us. <laughs> that sounds right. That sounds just about right. <laughs> but if if uh, Demian forgot the number, <laughs> it's eight one eight BFF zero seven thirty two. And remember eight one eight because duh, and BFF because obviously, and then zero what was zero seven thirty two because seven. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's number yes, and then thirty two like Shaquille O'Neal because Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I knew it was um some kind of like sports related thing. <laughs> 32 is Magic Johnson. Oh, shots fired. Uh, it is also Shaq's number. <laughs> oh. And it is also something I'm not, I'm I don't not care of the, about. Uh, oh. I'm not of the era of uh, Magic oh, Johnson. Oh, here we go. Wow, 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 wow. I'm so young. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, shall we talk about Monday? Yes. Let's. All right. Okay, so she started the show off talking about the Zoom party, and uh, I think three out of the four of us were in attendance to that. And Luke, I know you had a little idea of something to do right now. Did you want to? Yeah, I okay. wanted to because I, I heard this and I had all kinds of questions, and I wasn't there, so I, I feel like I need to get caught up. So she described it as well. It just sounded like. It sounded like there wasn't much happening during the call. And then someone happened to mention Becky. I don't know if it was one of our, okay, uh, one of the, the fan cast regulars. So there was actually a lot of stuff going on. She was kind of going around and ch- chatting with people uh, one-on-one, which is kind of neat. She'll say hi to each person. And, you know, if somebody has a pet in the picture, she'll obviously talk to them first. So there was a lot of like sort of her talking to, to specific people. And then she would go to the, the chat uh, because we'd always be chatting, all of us would be chatting over them. She would kind of like read it and answer some questions. And so it was it was very interactive. And then there was a lady that sort of later on down the line said, you know, I'm here. I'm Becky's friend. I'm not an Allison fan or <clears throat> excuse me. I'm not an Allison fan or a listener. I just happened to be her friend and wanted, wanted to be close. It made her feel feel closer to Becky by being a part of something that Becky loved. So she kind of like just joined for that. Okay, that, and then and then did that did that turn off into a whole discussion? Like it's it's like the way Allison described it is then it kind of turned into people telling stories and it did. So I told a couple of you know memories or stories and chimed in, and a couple people chimed in. And then we all sort of changed our backgrounds to a picture of you know Becky or something that we had. It was kind of a neat little that sounds super sweet it was like impromptu yes. memorial yes it really was and and i that was one of the questions i asked uh, her name was sonia i asked her if there was going to be a memorial in the future and she said that a bunch of ladies were going to go to this uh uh it's like a spa that becky really loved and do like a little thing there so she's like if you want to come up it's just a bunch of ladies coming up i said be, i guess her ashes were spread so she shared that and um so I emailed her. She put her email address out. So if anybody want to contact her, and I just told her, you know, if you want to hear any old episodes of the show that she's been on, you know, and she said she actually she emailed me back and said she had actually already listened to I think the the BYOF that Ashley did with her. She listened to that one I guess like a, a couple months ago. She said she could hardly even respond to my email because she was it was just so like the whole thing was just a touching experience for her. So I thought that was kind of neat to hear her side of it as well but how 
crazy is it that not crazy in a bad way, but like how heartwarming or loving that somebody has this friendship with someone who passes away and wants to feel closer to them. So gets into something that they were into. I mean, that's kind of a whole other level. Yeah. It sounded like uh, they were really close friends, like from childhood. Yeah. Right. I think they lived uh, across and they lived on the same street and all that. And, uh, um, yeah, she just wanted to share and she knew that, you know, Becky was into Allison and being a part of this group. So, so she joined in, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it was really, kind of brought down the room a bit but it was also you know kind of touching to hear that stuff yeah she was emotional and it was sort of it was nice that she kind of waited until a little later because it would have probably set the mood in a different way but it was sort of a it was it was just very heartwarming to see hear her talk about becky and then we like like allison said we all sort of kind of had our little something to say about her and so, like you said, an impromptu memorial, in a way, it was, and it was kind of nice. That's yeah, great. it was. I, I feel really bad that I missed it then. Yeah, that sounds amazing, actually. And you're still on Patreon? Uh, actually, no. Oh, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Not- if you do, you can go back and, uh, I think, I think you can Re- still go back it. and watch okay. it, right? Can you still go back and watch it, Lorafi? Or Ray? Yes. Okay, For, forever? Yeah. Is it always out? Well, it, it was open to all levels, so even if you're, you know, right. well, I don't know what the lowest one is. Like I think it's a, a, I think it's a dollar too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, it would have so been. So you, you'd be able to see it. It would have been cool, Luke, if you were there to chime in because the fact that you only met her once, and so your experience was a little bit different than ours, but also meaningful and and, you know, how <clears throat> someone that you only meet once can touch your life is kind of special. Right. I, I've been terrified. I, I think Becky came up in, on one of the shows that I was on, I don't know, maybe in summer. And uh, yeah, because I think I came on right after. Um, and I was totally terrified to tell a story because I was drinking a lot that weekend. Mm. And I feel like I get halfway in the story and like Rafi would be like, no, no, that was me. Oh. I told you that story. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was uh it was the whole the whole Zoom thing for me with Allison is super fun and I really like that she d- does that. Whenever she does a live stream it always picks up my spirits that day. It makes me feel like I've been hanging out with all of you guys and Allison. But then with the Zoom it's even more fun because you're actually interacting with her. And so I, I thought it'd be fun if she ever wanted to bring on like if she had Jenna in house with her. To talk, like if we could talk to both of them or to Greg or Jeff or someone like that, like how fun that would be to interact with them as well. It would be kind of a, a cool little bonus. I wouldn't have mind just like as an end show for the year, end cap show, like I wouldn't have minded just a whole show that was just her, Allison, interviewing the fans, like just doing quick, like two or three minutes to everybody. That's a really good um, idea, actually. That's what we're probably going to do for our group recording is something similar to that. Um, yeah. like a zoom call and just do the group recording with a bunch of people that couldn't even make it before probably <laughs> couldn't make it to my house now you can make it to the group recording um but yeah that's a good there was i feel like there were a lot of missed opportunities this year for her but then also a lot of things that she she accomplished that were like she probably wouldn't have before so uh but i think we'll talk about more more about that later when we talk yes. about yeah we'll get the to calls that. yes yeah <laughs> okay 
So her first call was from Jen, and uh, this person sounds like she had a not. She's not having such a good time right now. She has stress uh, with Christmas, and the family is feuding, and they have disagreements about quarantining and all of that stuff. And luckily, we don't have any of that. And I can't imagine, you know, if someone doesn't want to, like, say my my dad. I've been meaning to go out to visit him, but everything she got shut down and he's being very careful not seeing anybody so it's like okay you have to respect that and then some people are like my in-laws they're like we don't see anybody else so we're still gonna keep seeing you guys and okay so that's your level you know what i mean so everyone has their own comfort zone and i, I can't imagine having a family i mean family who needs them oof <laughs> <laughs> but allison had a very good point about allowing other people to have their stuff their stress and then also not taking in other people's drama which is hard i think for me it's hard for a lot of people to not get involved or like try and fix things but just to let people have their own stuff and not let the drama get to you is a, a great way a great philosophy in all in, in all uh, parts of life well i mean particularly with a, sp a spouse you know if, if they're in a bad mood oh. I I assume it's natural to say, like, you know, are you mad at me or what? Right. And if the answer is no, it's like, well, okay. You be you, I guess. Right. So with I mean, that, when like, I, what when would you do? When I was first married, I, I, I figured, you know, my job is to make her happy. So what's, you know, but by, by now it's like, well, you'll, you'll get over it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's fair too, because if sometimes like if I'm in a bad mood, sometimes I just want to be left alone and let me be in a bad mood. It's like, no, if I tell you, it's not about you, I'm probably lying, but that's okay. I don't want to deal with it. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, Women. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> yep. I drive them to drink. Um, so, <laughs> But yeah, I think if Daniel was to say it's not you, it's kind of like, okay, then I would just, if someone says this, I never ask though, because I don't do anything wrong. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just a little lie on itself. Uh, so Allison talked a little bit about the reason why she was cr so cranky and petty is because she's feeling maybe confused about her nanny and then the lady that tweeted her saying that she's for sure for sure ghosting her and i'm really torn every time i hear another piece of the puzzle to this like whole story i am torn about my how i feel about it so what do you guys think ray do you think that she's being ghosted by her nanny i kind of do just that well you know she's the nanny had COVID, okay, and she was in the hospital, so it wasn't it was a bad case of it, you know. Most of the times, if you have COVID, you stay home, and more often than not, you recover. If she's in the hospital, then it's serious. I don't know. Um, I want to see receipts. <laughs> true. No, I, no, COVID I, receipts. I don't like. Oh, <laughs> she has COVID. Oh, she's in Texas recovering. Oh, she's doing the surgery. It's it's like it was too many. There are too many layers to this cake. You right. are right so with the different I, layers. I was like, so in one way or another, even if if she's you know better now, or even if she's not, it doesn't take much to text True. your employer and say you know, or to I tell... have this. But if she's getting radio silence, so that's I don't think she's coming that's back. the part that is worrying me, but also not because I'm gonna offer myself up for the job, but separately <laughs> uh it, sure. with all the different layers it is strange because like so you're going in for surgery and then you happen to get covid and you're in the hospital 
and then now you're in a different state. But it just seems like so much to cook up just to ghost instead of just saying like, um, I'm out. I I don't I'm so confused by all. What about you, Laura Rafi? What do you think? I'm kind of with everyone here. So first of all, I think it's possible she got ghosted, but at this point it doesn't matter. Mm. I wish this lady would because like she said, <laughs> when you're plug. in the hospital, they don't let you have your phone. Well, she's out now. Right. And I'm sure she was still thinking like I'm sure they would have told her, like, oh, you know, this person keeps texting and sending you yes. photos of their kids or Good whatever. Point. <laughs> um right. so I, I just feel like at this point it doesn't matter. Like I've I've heard uh someone say no response is a response. So mm-hmm. at this yes. point, I would say, and also like if it's like if someone doesn't want to, Allison's putting all the energy in. This other woman is not. Also, she mentioned she said her name on here, so I feel like she just keeps digging that little hole of uh, telling us more about this mm, woman than than we should know. But uh, at this point, let it go. It's over. I agree. I think we shouldn't even know one iota of any of this, except for maybe you know our 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 nanny is gone right now <laughs> we're looking for a new one i don't know just i don't even think we need and to know any you know, of it I, I think allison's just getting a little over emotional about it yes and resonating. Yes, I, I wrote in my notes. girl feelings of, of, of does he like me does he not like me how come he's not talking to me you know i, I was just looking through my notes i wrote two really funny things one is this is starting to feel like the answering machine message from swingers <laughs> and <laughs> yes. and and then, and then the second thing is, I just wrote Elliot's fault. <laughs> oh my god! I leaned into the microphone to laugh, and then I pulled away. Um, you're probably there. Might right. be a part of it is like every mother mother thinks that their child is is so amazing, and mm. and look at, and everyone else should feel that way. Yes, and they never do. True. Yeah, Obviously, I just want to hear an interview with the, the, yes, the nanny. Yes. Oh she, my god, maybe we can get her on well, the show. Why can't this woman just say no to her kid? <laughs> just say no. How can they resist <laughs> Elliot and Owen? I know. They're angels, little angels on earth. Um Yeah. I, and I've been a nanny before. I have definitely ghosted people, but not to that extent. More like I, I would semi ghost, where I just kinda like, oh, I'm busy that day or whatever. You know what I mean? Or I have I got some new job, I gotta go or whatever. Or I my my classes are, are at the, a different time. I can't be there. Like that kind of like excuse instead of not. So at least I'm still saying something. But then I would end up being at like someone else's house, like in the same neighborhood. <laughs> They're like, oh, hey, you're working over here now. Um, but yeah, I but also the fact that she was paying her like full the entire time. Like what? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why she ghosted her. She's like, well, I'll just keep on getting those dollar bills. <laughs> I hope she cut that shit out. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, right? Yeah. yeah. At what point did she do that? I don't know. I feel like we know way too much about this whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> way too much. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll have to get the nanny on the show. What's her name again? <laughs> Starts with an S. Sonia. Uh, what is yeah, it? she Laura said Rafi? it. I don't remember. Isabel. No. No. What is it? <laughs> Cat's got if your you toes. Say it, which it. I don't even remember what it was, but I would bleep it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Radio silence. All right. Um, so there was someone that called and did not did not leave their or did not leave their name, but they were an ex fan phone call, and 
they're an artist from Michigan who has three cats and is alive. I'm like, that's good for you. <laughs> and and had a bad love life. Yes, and a bad love life. Said. It was like, and then oh. and then and then she cruises right out of that <laughs> uh, that message into a BetterHelp ad, which yes. I thought was. And you know what's so funny? Because uh, I heard this episode twice, and when I heard it both times, I was like. Maybe I need to call this uh, help ad <laughs> phone number. <laughs> oh, that's not very funny. Um, it did uh, sound like a suicide prevention hotline call. <laughs> it did. I'm it's from like, Michigan. Okay. I've got cats. You actually it, called it, me it, once, it and, I didn't, alive, and I, I didn't guess. answer when you called back then, so there was one strike. And then, oh, my love life sucks. And Oh, and Michigan. I mean, I remember, am I right? And then, um, what else? Is he the one from Michigan? No, that was the past person. Oh yeah, no, no, artist no. from Michigan, three cats. Three cats. <laughs> well, like I have four actually, cats, which is embarrassing. None of the calls but... were really cheery. No, that's true. No. That actually, the very last one was probably the best one. She had like the, uh, it was Kayla from Wisconsin, new baby, works from home with her husband and dogs, and has another kid, has two kids. So she sounded like she was kind of like, you know, we're just making our way here. Um, yeah, but just having a baby during oh this Oh my gosh, year, I can't even imagine. I think it would be kind of awesome if, if I would have had a... It, I, if I was to have a baby during this, the best time would have been like February or March. Cause it's right, like, now because you're, you're lo- in lockdown yes, anyway. You're locked so down. Okay, and then it's a little scary, but you don't have to go out, and then there's no excuse. Like, okay, I'm just going to sit home and enjoy the baby. So when did Greg have his baby, and when did... About that time. Okay, and then when did um, David have his? December? January? December, or something like that. So, I mean, that's probably um, ideal because you get it to... it was more like, like the fall, okay. like October, September, something around there. So they got to, you know, getting to really enjoy all of that is kind of cool. And you get like this free excuse to yes. be at home, to work from home. Mm-hmm. And it's like, God, it's like perfect for people. It really, a, it really yeah. is. But having to go through pregnancy and going through going to the doctor and all that stuff right right at the beginning and throughout most of it, would that would be very stressful. Um, but going back really quick to the last call with the fan phone call, I was thinking... You know, every time Allison does these call-in shows, she's like, I want to ask this person one more thing. So maybe I should have some, maybe I should actually call people. It's like, yeah, let's bring back fan phone calls. What if it was like one episode every month, like first Monday fan phone calls, something like that, where it's just like you can guarantee it and count on it and it just becomes something. I think she would really enjoy it. I know we all would. Or, or you could you could car talk it, which is like you you know do a bunch of like Patreon sessions and then take the best five calls out of those Patreon oh, sessions or the best five interactions. Fun. That's a really good idea. Yeah, because that's what that's all car talk was was they would record like you know thirty calls and then boil it down to five. Okay, I'm gonna suggest this to her. So on Patreon, doing some sort of fan phone call there and then boiling down like the best ones, putting it out as a Monday episode or whatever maybe it's just one a one-off to see how she likes it i kind of yep. think that's awesome um so she's she did a, a diddle blah, blah, oh my god a diddle really <clears throat> <laughs> okay uh she did a look back at the year and uh <laughs> i i <laughs> My my notes are an A plus this this time. Oh good, I can't wait. <laughs> Almost in a reference to the Thursday show, I remember being in high school, and and I was still going to church regularly, and I'm like, you know, I should really read the Bible. 
<laughs> and so, of course, you start with Genesis because that's the first one. And you're reading through, and like, all right, this is a night, like, man, it has a great open. It, it gets some gets gets moving. And then it gets to the part where it is like 10 pages of Abraham begat. All the begats. Jonathan begat, you know, and it just like, this is like, it's like, fuck, you guys just drag this thing to. <laughs> it's just a listicle. <laughs> That's how I felt at this point in the episode. <laughs> okay, you're just reading your, right. you're reading your iTunes. It it is funny because I thought when she said I'm gonna look back at the year, I thought it was gonna be more of a, a clip show. Yes, or a, a recap in a way of, you know, remember in January we did this, but not just I'm gonna read the episodes we did. Like I mean, you know what I mean? Like a little bit less. I mean, if she wants a recap show, she could just listen, tell people to listen to our show over the last year. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit, okay, this, I don't know. It's such a funny, it's a perfect end of 2020 episode because it was sort of lackluster, <laughs> but not, and it's not even a dig on her. It's just like, you know what? We're all feeling it and it's coming out in the show and that's, and that's fine. We're all just fucking trying to make it. Um but it is funny how she started off with, oh, yeah, in January we had Jenna and um, we usually have a listener picks episode. It's like, oh, yeah, right. We didn't do that. OK. And then, oh, I miss Colonel Jeff. And it's like, oh, man. And I start thinking back to Jenna. I still love Tony. I still love Tony. It's like, mm, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, right. If you were nicer to Tony, you could have had a clip show. Oh, but, <laughs> but, true. but if the person who edits your show isn't feeling love, mm, like, mm-hmm. That is very true. Um, and then she talked about Sketchfest, and I thought, oh my gosh, I would have loved for her to talk more about Sketchfest and just kind of maybe yeah. memories of that because not only were we there to enjoy that, but just because that was such a high of my year. And I'm sure it was for her. I mean, it was Angora's reunion after however many years. Was it 20 years or 25? I can't remember. Anyway, I'm trying to look at the flyer I made, but it's covered. Um, but just... It was such a huge start to the year that was so, I just felt like this is going to be such a great year (laughs) because like it started off so amazing. I mean, I had a great birthday, went to Sketchfest, got to see all you guys. It was like so much fun. And, um, and then the group recording was awesome. And then it was just like a screech to a halt. Um, yeah, I had, I had total FOMO about Sketchfest. Oh, I yeah. so wanted to be there. <laughs> it's like, oh, this sounds too fun. It's so crazy I that... I just wish I were flying there now. Yes, we would be planning it right now. I know. And so getting a, like some hotel rooms together and just, I mean, all of the stuff that we And this time I doing. would know you. I wouldn't have to walk up and say, yes. like... <laughs> I'm like, what, what, did, what, did you used to, what did I used to call you? Livestream Luke? Luke, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that, yeah. And... You were the third woman I walked up to and said, are you Lisa? <laughs> that happened at, at PodFest, too, apparently, too. Oh, my gosh. Was it to Becky? Becky did that. She went up to, like, three different people at PodFest. I remember that. There were three, like, women that looked just like you. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> you had the same haircut yes. and everything. And we got a picture together later. <laughs> um, yeah, so the year just started off so so great. And Allison talked about, you know, her last in-person episode and that that whole kind of when you're trying to like struggle and shuffle and try and like regroup to see what the show is going to be 
uh, for her because I know she hates doing, you know, the Zoom remote. We all know this by now. It's like her, the bane of her existence. But um, yeah. And, you know, she almost, she touched on it. Like she touched on the thing that I wanted, which was, you know, she was talking about like, and then I had to learn not to do Wi-Fi, you know, and actually plug into the router. And like, there, there's a whole interesting behind the curtain thing she could have done where it's like mm -hmm. the process of learning how to do things over zoom and like all the challenges that went with it yes that like actually would have been really interesting and i, I kind of wish she'd stayed there longer right and i think also there were so many missed opportunities as far as she could have had jenna and al on many more times this year she could have had greg on more times she could have probably had jeff i don't know if he had uh he didn't have the mirth in him or whatever he told me that for not being on this show, but um, <laughs> um, I'm not bitter. And also that's cool. Uh, but <laughs> just, I feel like there were a lot of, even like wanting to have Chelsea Peretti on before and didn't because of not wanting to do it remote. It's like, there were so many things that could have, could have come from this that didn't really happen. And I thought, that what else oh and she explained the reason why daniel's not on thursday show i did not know that was the reason i thought it was because he had to take care of the kids i didn't know it was because she was having him on mondays and she didn't want to i don't know burn us out on hearing him like i totally miss him on thursdays yeah me too that's the what like yeah. that's the comfort that we want is someone regular and if it's going to be daniel that's great it's just somebody we need somebody every week <laughs> But I think her putting up shows on YouTube was one of the positive things that came out of this because I don't think she would have done that before, even though she had talked about wanting to do video for so long. That was a whole reason of getting Patreon going is she wanted to put stuff on out. And I think her doing that was has been really a cool thing. I like what I don't really watch them that much. But when I do, I'm like, this is so cool. It's neat to see everybody's, you know, actual expressions and just some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that they cut out and i don't know it's kind of it's it's a neat thing to watch much like when you guys all watch um rafi and i when we do our recordings <laughs> our video i yeah i'm a little nervous because she... must watch tv yes <laughs> tgif <laughs> like, like i'm jumping to the end but but especially like the end this end this episode kind of ended her and ended in like a at a low point, and she's like, what? and at some point she just kind of threw out, she's like, and guys, the numbers are really down. <laughs> and then she didn't expand upon that. She just said that and then moved on. And yeah. She ended the show very uh, interestingly. Uh, so there were actually three more calls. So she got 10 more calls because Daniel wasn't on this episode. But uh, so Megan called, had COVID, and talked about her roller coaster of a year like crazy just miscarriage and pregnant and all these other things well so, and then she got pregnant again right which means so that's she did good. she did not she did not waste any time that is very true <laughs> well, what I, else I, are you gonna do these days well, yeah, yeah that's true I'm like all right you go megan like you're you're going full steam <laughs> get it <laughs> oh um let's see that's Sorry. probably megan <laughs> uh also naomi from minnesota her husband is sounds like he's got every job in the world that has to do with healthcare and firefighter and everything else um which is scary but she said i can't remember if she sent a positive or just kind of like i don't remember but uh also katie from la her friend previously had covid and wasn't doing well and is now recovering so she was just giving an update and i thought that was kind of 
nice. It's so nice. Like that's one of the things about the Zoom is seeing all these people that I've never heard of that listen to Allison. I sort of forget because we're in this little BFF bubble. And hearing all the, like every single Monday, rarely hear anybody we know. I'm like, oh yeah, there's like so many more people out there <laughs> <laughs> that listen to Allison and, um, you know, some opportunity to make some new friends here. Yeah. So Allison just needs to have us on her show. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's a missed opportunity right there okay didn't she end this episode with don't kill yourself basically yes basically okay suicide ending and and like she it was it was weird she like tiptoed to it like yes that's what she wanted to say but then she didn't say it so just kind of walked around the bush and then finally like okay well i guess i'm saying this and yeah it was weird Yes, yeah, she, like, she went on to like, yeah. you know, I, I've, I've added uh, you matter because I think people need to hear this because, well, basically don't kill yourself. Thank you. <laughs> I right. feel like she tiptoes around a lot of things and then ultimately just ends up saying what she wants to say or is just, okay, just go ahead and say it. Hey, everybody, don't kill yourselves, please. <laughs> we, you matter and we want you in our lives. I don't know. I, I can't. I really can't take like one more person dying in this group because the Becky thing really like really hit me hard. And I thought, oh, God, like everyone just hang on, please. Heed Allison's call. <laughs> OK, on that positive note, uh, do we have anything else? Do you guys have anything else for Monday before we move on to Thursday? I, I, I wrote a thing. I, you know, she said something like, that can suck a donkey's butt or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A donkey's butthole. Yeah. And I was like, what? I, and suddenly that just, made, that just made me think, like, what happened to Bag of Dicks? Like, eating oh, a bag of right. dicks was like a huge thing for like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt like that was a staple and I kind of missed it. I And I, I don't know, like, donkey's buttholes that somehow, you know. <laughs> Well, you got to mix it up, you know, and I, right. I, I think I think Daniel owns the bag of dicks thing. So uh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Although if you suck the donkey's butthole, would that be worse than sucking a donkey's dick? Well, and also it feels uh. like <laughs> <laughs> it feels because like you're sucking the ass of an ass. I guess the joke. Uh, I don't... OK, OK. Yeah. But like you have to really get in there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think <clears throat> that one was off the cuff, but but uh but yeah, like you said, maybe mixing it up a little bit, like just, instead of "I love you, you matter" and suck a donkey's butthole. Yeah, I just I miss a bag of dicks, and uh, yeah. I think you might want to tweet them. You might want to email them, DM them. Miss the bag of dicks. <laughs> and touch right. the tushy. And I, touch I the tushy. I have a couple things for mm. Monday. Um, one thing was um, that Trap Dog song. Uh, was it Corinne Walks yes, In? Yes, Corinne Walks that, that's In. That's one of my new favorites, man. That was so good. Specific. <laughs> I know. That was a really good one. Like that, yeah. Like she said, she needs to make a new Corinne friend or have her old friend. Really? I'll, I'll happily change my name. Um... Um, yeah, and in that year review, she usually asks, you know, she calls out around November, bands, put in your favorite moments. And I always did it. And I always gave yes, her an Yes, you were always so good at that. Uh, wow. and, and, do, and dutifully put the time stamps of when the, the part wow. began and et cetera. And okay, she, so as she, she was it, saying she, this. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, 
as she was saying this, I was thinking, okay, we have a whole year now. I take notes all year. I need to be making a little star next to favorite moments or whatever and send them in because I never do. And you're always so good at that. You do a whole spreadsheet. Do you do it like throughout the year? No, I, I, I go through our website and look at the episodes and say, oh, yeah, that was and look at the recap of the episodes. Like, oh, yeah, that was that funny part. And, and I, I'll re-listen a little bit to where I think the the, the point is and then write the timestamp. Oh, it, it does take a while. <laughs> but, you've, but she has every episode on her website. Right. Um, this year, I'm glad she didn't ask. because I was going to say. TBH, but, uh, were there any highlights that you could? <laughs> but then there was there was one that I liked, and um, I was going to put it on the list, and that was the one with um, uh, Christina P. And it was like probably your last live guest, I think, mm. back in March, and they were talking about the uh, the ravages of their you know lady parts after childbirth. And and, she, and Allison was like, well, you know, I, I know what it looked like before and I know what it looked like after and shit went down, you know, <laughs> if these walls could talk. <laughs> like, I thought that was a great line. <laughs> I wonder how much more, I mean, was there anything from after March that you could probably do any callbacks to or is it, I don't know, I've. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't even say anything. What were you going to say? Look. <laughs> yeah. No, like speaking of spreadsheets, like the one thing that she said that just made me like, oh, just have that sort of warm feeling of nostalgia was she talked about that, that Jenna would be coming in for a show like in the next few weeks solely to get airline mile, right. airline status. And in my head, I have this image of hashtag Al with a cross tab in Excel, like figuring out, like, okay, we fly this day, then we get like silver status, and then we get these miles if we, book, you know, this $400 is cheaper than buying the miles. And like, yeah, that just seems I, like- I can picture him with, with that and with like his 10 key out, like crunching numbers, like this is the time to go. We got to do this. So you're going to yeah. get that. And so wow. that was a, another missed opportunity because she was here when the WB had the Gilmore girls set, set up in Burbank. I'm like, she could have gone to that. That was like the show that she loved. And she just came out. She could have like spent a whole weekend. I mean, come on. <laughs> I miss hashtag Al. I wish she was still I on. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, they could have had them on. They're not going anywhere. I, I mean, once a month, they could have had just like a bonus. Hey, hashtag Alan Jenner are going to be on. We're just going to chat and also she out. has dreams of Adam Carolla. That's odd <laughs> to me. That is odd. I just feel like and he's like not I said, an I think, <laughs> Right. I think it's because last week I was saying I think it's like that unresolved feeling with someone that you felt like you were close to or at least had like a better relationship than maybe it ended up being. Um, I don't know. But yeah, that is kind of strange. That, that story was weird because she landed in a different place than where she started. She started with this whole thing about, well, he was, uh, you know, he's been saying all this anti-mask stuff, but then right. they show him a picture of a mask. So maybe he's actually the good guy that I remember when I'm when I was off mic with him. And But then she kind of ended with like him tweeting like, enjoy your TV dinner, bitch, to somebody, oh, right. to some random mm -hmm. fan. And she's like, no, you're the asshole. It's, just, it's like she like, right. she did there. She went back and forth in the same. Yes. Yeah. You know. 
I find myself doing that quite often on the show where I'm like, oh, I totally love this. And then in the sentence with, I hated it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I can see. But it's uh, interesting to wonder like how much of Adam Carolla is like a, a facade, uh, like how much of oh, the on air yeah. Adam Carolla is just a performance. And really yeah. he's just like totally fear. He's not touching anyone right now. He's like hiding under his bed. Yes. <laughs> and then calling but everyone pussies be, from yes. Twitter. <laughs> I could see that. Me There's too. Definitely I, could, I, so, I could totally see that. Like He's it, so inauthentic anyway. So I feel like there, it's got to be something, something like that for sure. He's just, I don't know. I, or he's like one of these people that preaches one thing and does the other because whatever. I don't know. I am okay with her not talking about him anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's all for me. <laughs> all right. Shall we talk about Thursday? Sure. All right. We were her little grapes sent in by me yes! on Patreon. <laughs> I was like, Lisa Lowry strikes again. <laughs> Strike out. Well, Rafi, what was your exact uh, thought process when you were listening to this show? Well, let me set the scene. It was oh, uh, four in the morning. I'm getting out of the shower. I tell Siri to play. And then I hear, hello, my little grapes. And I said, what the fuck? <laughs> and then she's like, sent in by Lisa Lowry. And I was like, huh? And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's New Year's. And I was like, I guess. Oh. oh, my gosh. My picture just fell off the wall. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> the reality of life here. Um, yeah, it's funny because I, I thought, I don't know if I got last year's New Year's one because I did send in the Black Eyed Peas. I think that was last year because we had them at the group recording. Right. Yeah. So I think I, I was like, oh, I'm going to find some, I'll do some sort of New Year's thing. So I looked up a couple things and one of them was pork and the other one was grapes. I'm like, I'll just do grapes. It has a little like thing with it. And lo and behold, she picked it. And then I felt guilty immediately. I'm like, okay, what I need to do is be a Ray Morgan and go in and fluff people up right now and just maybe take a little breather <laughs> from setting the carbs because now I'm starting to feel bad a tiny bit. But did anybody eat grapes on New Year's Eve? No, sorry. No, and my reaction to that whole thing is like I had not heard this, and I'm going to have to go down there to verify it. I know I had it never is heard a real thing. Yes, go down there. Made up. Oh my gosh, I, I want to see. Heard of it, you have? I didn't know you're supposed to eat them as fast as you can. So I I need to see a Luke on the streets of Spain doing like with a microphone asking everybody uh, if this is a thing. But <laughs> I had never heard of it either because I've looked up stuff before and I no black eyed peas and i think cornbread and greens and um what else there's a bunch of other things but uh that one was new when i one thing i didn't understand are you are if you are the first one to eat all 12 do you have the best luck like if is it like a race with everybody or is it just like a race with yourself like to get it like the quickest you sent you in the card, these Lisa. questions right i know like, yeah <laughs> this is why i think it's made up Oh, it's fake news. Um, so, and I didn't end up getting grapes. I'm like, damn it, that's uh, stupid. But you know what? That group recording, I'm going to make every single one, that, every single person that wants to join the group recording has to get 12 grapes and we all have to eat them really quickly. <laughs> Can you put um, yeah. 12 in your mouth at once and just like oh. power them down? See? See you're not big raisin, you're big grape. What were you going to say, Ravi? <laughs> Uh, I would rather choke to death on 12 oh. grapes than eat 12 raisins. Paul Russ is a creep uh -huh, uh -huh. for even suggesting that, is, that. 
And by the way, I think I would choke on 12 raisins quicker than I would on 12 grapes because I don't, I do not, you can't chew them as much. And that's why they're in your poop, right? I mean, you just swallow them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're in your poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I eat lots of grapes. Yeah, I eat raisins. I, I, I'm pretty poop. Uh, raisin free. <laughs> I haven't seen that. But how could you tell anyway? Uh, Lisa, so you, you chew your corn? raisins. Yeah. No, well, okay. I will share a story then. So when I was <laughs> younger, I was, I've been a, I've been a caretaker of children for many, many years. I was even probably too young to be taking care of children. And um, I was changing my niece's diaper after I had given her snacks of raisins and it was just full of raisins. So I guess in my mind, it turned just into like, like everybody diaper. knows this, <laughs> like the corn thing. I'm like, oh, that's just the thing, I guess. <laughs> Interesting. So, okay, so so you chew your raisins properly. Good. Um, great. Uh, yeah, I I did think it was funny. Like, everything, the little rabbit holes that they go down, I had to, you know, the raisin thing, the California raisins thing, the saxophone thing, like, every single thing. I really enjoy Paul Russ being on any show he's on. I will listen to him. He's hilarious. And I did like Michael Cassidy, too. They played well off of each other. But... Uh, Paul Rust, his improv and his the things that come out of his mouth are so funny. And I love how tickled he is by his own jokes. It's not even in a bad way. The way he starts to laugh when he's telling a joke and if someone else makes him laugh. Like, I mean, if you can make him laugh, I feel like you're a funny person. Well, and I felt like he was very giving because I felt like there are a couple points in the episode where Allison lost her th- own thread and he like was a little bit giving, like just sort of acknowledging it and maybe like jumping in and asking her a question real quick to pull her back. Uh, yeah, he's great. I, 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 if he had kids, I would say like they should do childish together. I think, doesn't he have a kid now? I, I think don't know. He just had a kid like last year or the year before. Oh, then he'd be perfect. That is such a good, uh, what a great idea. Maybe he could just take the place of Greg. <laughs> yes. Cause I think Greg's, yeah. Uh, this 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 this, uh, this ruins my 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 prediction for the year. But I I, I have this I have this feeling that Greg's gonna get a job and then just hightail it off that show. Oh, and then just ghost her. Yeah, <laughs> he and the nanny will be off somewhere working. <laughs> um, yeah, I think pa- Paul being on the show would be great. Yeah, I thought he had a baby like in the last year or so, just based on him being on the Doughboys talking about it. I think. Um, so I yeah, know Paul he... from Love on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. That that show is so great. Yes, but yeah, he's he's just good on anytime he's on anything. It's just I'm happy that he's going to be on because it's really good and he's a funny guy. Uh, but I, I agree with you about Allison losing her train of thought. Uh, and of course, we all do that. I do that a lot on here. But I feel like with all of her Thursday shows, I get that feeling with her. Not that she's losing her train of thought, but I get this. I think it's because she has so many different people on all the time that you don't have a set dynamic and you're trying to lead the show where when you have a group of people that are all friends, the show just makes itself. And I think that's what she's, that's what I'm not feeling from Thursday shows is that family feeling. And I feel like that's what she, like she loved about being on Corolla is that she could just be like witty and have her little, you know, and feel funny and appreciated. And I feel like when you're trying to run the show, you don't always get to have that chance to be on the other side. And and also with the, with this pair specifically, I feel like the boys had have a good rapport and can just play off each other. Like yes. especially when she introduced themselves them at the same time, 
they knew not to step on each other. And when they did, they made it kind of funny. Yes. Um, and did true. on purpose. Where I and I, I kind of felt like she felt like the third wheel a little bit, maybe. I don't know. But yeah. Like that's that's that that's the thing. Like they they very much had this they were very much in sync, and then she was not in their not in sync. Right. I got the same thing. Yeah. So they talked about, uh, we got a little snippet into Allison's uh, parents' taste in art, uh, which sounded kind of sad, actually. <laughs> and I'm wondering, I know, Lil Rafi, you like different sort of, um, what's the word? Uh, I guess buffalo and other kinds of wild game on your on your walls. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, where's this going? <laughs> I was going to say, what's the word for those kinds of animals? You know, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, okay, so I'm wondering, then they start kind of making fun of, you know, the things that they would have had on their walls as a teenager or other people did at, you know, whatever. When you're putting up stupid stuff and just first, you know, starting out and putting up your, your own thoughts. And, and I'm wondering if you guys remember stuff that you had on your walls as a teenager. If it was embarrassing, I would like to know. Ray, let's start with you. Jeez, when I was a teenager. Did you have the Escher poster? What did you have? Band posters? Yeah, yeah. Boobs, there was, there was a lot of band posters. Um, I remember um, the Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon mm. album came with a couple posters, and they were up there. Um, you know, the Farrah Fawcett one, oh. which was, you know, required. Yes. Um <laughs> You were given it at birth, and then you had to put it up on your wall at a certain there, age. There was a law in the 70s that you yes. had to have the Fair Fawcett poster on your wall. And, well, when I was a young teenager, like 13, 14, I think I was into Kiss for like a moment. <laughs> and there was some of that. Um, and Queen. That's about it. Luke, what about you? I So I feel like the mid-1980s, late-1980s, equivalent of Farrah Fawcett was the obligatory either poster oh, of God. a Ferrari, a red Ferrari Tesparissa, yes. <laughs> or a yellow Lamborghini. Like, those oh, were the yeah. two. I thought you were going to say Pamela Anderson. I'm like, oh, here we go. I guess I was more 90s. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like every every time I went over to somebody's house, it's like, oh, you have that poster too, or you have the the other one. It, it's, it was one of those two. It was always one of those two. And uh, yeah, so I had that, I think I don't remember which one I had though. I don't remember if I had the Testarossa or the Lamborghini. I think I had the Lamborghini. Why not? Why not I like both? the doors. Oh uh, yeah, right. I think even my stepdad possibly had no. What did he have? He had a, a Harley Davidson that was in in the garage. It's like okay, you're let's grow up here, um, little Rafi. So as we said, you already do the bison. What else? Um, what did you have as a teenager? I know you're not a big on your walls kind of a guy. So, did you have stuff? Um, as a teen, I think I did. I probably Menudo. had just a bunch of cars. What uh, did you say? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> um, a bunch of cars. Uh, I think at some point I had ripped out of like some magazine, the Orbit Gum Girl. Uh, look <laughs> oh, that up. Wow. <laughs> Uh, good call good call i think that's pretty much it like now yeah it is kind of it's all seinfeld art is the only thing i have up and i like it that way 
Yes, I think you have some good stuff. I think it's probably because I've given you most of it. Um, just kidding. <laughs> uh, what did I have? I had a lot of band posters. I'm trying to think. Like I don't know. I remember people kind of being like, "What kind of music do you like?" You have like everything on your walls. I'm like, can't you like everything? You remember when you had to like have like one thing? You have to be into metal. You have to be into the new wave. You have to be in this. I'm like, so I have Morrissey and Iron Maiden. Like, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I had every square inch of my walls with posters on them and or magazine cutouts of whatever. Even before that, I'm trying to think like my youngest, like I had a huge crush on Tommy Lee. This is before he had his wiener out. But <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, so, I didn't see that coming. You disappointed <laughs> in the said wiener? <laughs> to be honest, I've never even seen it. I know. Um, I just I, that's me, me there. But I know, like staring about, like right, yeah. And I just like the way he used them to play the drums. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I I just had a huge crush on him, probably like in sixth grade, seventh grade, probably. So like 1988, 89, and um, so I definitely had pictures of him up, like ripped out of whatever metal magazines that my brother had. What else? I'm trying to think, like before that whatever did i have i don't know i think that was about it oh i had oh man the gardeners just got here didn't they um then i used to decorate like just even the inside of my like pencil cases at school so like i was really crazy with that kind of stuff but my boyfriends always had definitely a pink floyd definitely some sort of doors thing or train spotting thing um what else i don't know if any of them had the escher no einstein trying to think of like what else i would see in like a typical teenage boy's bedroom (laughs) dante's inferno what else uh my brother definitely had the lamborghinis whatever and the ferrari thing which is i don't think he i don't think he had the hull and ass which i mean i'd have that now so (laughs) let's be honest (laughs) um but yeah and now i all the stuff in my shed is all you know david lynch stuff or stuff i've drawn and uh allison stuff oh and seinfeld of course how could i forget i wonder what like young us would have say to old us (laughs) and seeing our surroundings now oh that's interesting i I always more importantly would it matter would you care about their opinion yeah i I mean young me was really stupid yeah (laughs) I'd be like, look, get rid of this shit. <laughs> Young me would probably just do the jack off motion at my stuff now and be like, cool. <laughs> this is how I turned out. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Young me would be like, this is a, this is a cool apartment. And then look out the window and like, where the fuck are we? <laughs> Wait, happened? how do we end up here? It's cold and there's no sun. Are we okay? <laughs> is this earth? <laughs> Okay, they talked about they talked about first of all, I laughed out loud, which I rarely do anymore on Thursday shows, but the the whole Dick Van Dyke thing, like I laughed out loud a couple of times to that and to something else. Like there were a couple of times that when they went off on their little things, I'm just like, These guys are so fucking funny. I had to like pause it and like crack up so I can go back and listen to it. I'm like, okay, I don't wanna laugh over it, but um going down on dick van dyke or whatever he said i was like they're just so funny and i think it's sort of like boy humor and juvenile yes. but for some reason i just fucking love it <laughs> was that when they were talking about having like your parent at your school 
No, they talked about that later. Now they were talking about the asking to leave the party because they were kicking, they were uh, sweeping around a thing of meat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They were asked to leave a party. That reminded me. Have, have you guys ever been to a famous person's house? Oh, good question. Um, and I been have invited once. and been invited in, or just been out front. <laughs> Well, <laughs> looking through the fence. No, actually, I took a picture next to the bushes to, in the window. I took a picture well, next one to somebody's of my best mailbox. Girlfriends was taking care of a house uh, that was owned by Al Stewart. Now he was a a kind of like a two hit wonder in the seventies. He had uh, the Year of the Cat and Time Passages. And um, she was taking care of his house, and she said, "You guys want to come over and hang out?" And I just got a couple friends over. I'm like, "Huh, yeah, famous person, so it's cool." So we went up there, and it was typical Hollywood Hills type house. It wasn't like a huge mansion, but it was, you know, really nice. And it was mostly, you know, him and his pictures of him and his wine tasting and wine awards. I'm like, "Oh, how fucking lame." Lame. <laughs> and um he had like, a huge like record album collection and she said the one thing is don't mix up his is the order of the albums up here because he's really like like fussy about that or something and my friend my friend proceeded to me oh look at this and he put it in the wrong place and i'm like oh shit don't do that and then i'm like Hey, you know what? I hated Time Passages, and I hated the Year of the Cat, and I had to hear that shit on the radio all the time. So he owes me. So we all shuffled his fucking records. That is such a great story. I love that you're like, fuck you. I'm going to come to your house, first of all. I'm coming to your house. <laughs> and second of all, fuck you. Well, um, it wasn't like a cool rock star house. It was like true. a snooty-ass house. Like, That's always like... I was oh. disappointed. Yes, that's a disappointment. I thought about another person's house I've been to that was famous, but I didn't go in also. I just trick-or-treated at, um, what's his name that died in January? Uh, damn it, the basketball two player? Days ago? No, Bryant? last January. Kobe Bryant. Okay, so I oh. went to his house when I was a nanny. <laughs> You're not allowed I... to live in Southern California anymore. <laughs> <laughs> people are coming over to kick you out right now <laughs> seriously they're like where the fuck are you i'm gonna come kill you um you know what's so weird about that becky is the one that told me that he died too like so now there's like so many connections like little things that you don't think are anything and then it's like whenever anybody says anything about kobe bryant i think of becky now it's like such a random thing but yeah so at, in newport coast one of his houses was there and the kids had friends in that neighborhood so um, we went in trick-or-treating there, but he did not answer the door. Uh, so that's exciting. But the other house that I did go to was Engelbert Humberding's house, and which used to be Jay Mansfield's house, the Pink Palace on Sunset, which is now demolished. But yeah, I took pictures in front of it next to his address and his mailbox because I was obsessed. <laughs> that's pretty random. Also, haven't you uh, technically been to Elvis's house? Oh, a couple times. That's true. There you go. Look at you thinking. Yeah, I guess. Has anybody else been to anybody famous's house? I've never been to a faint. Maybe I, I mean, maybe B-list. So, but but they had just had normal houses. And then, or big, they're nice, but like not like crazy. I've been to like one multi-billionaire's house and there was like a helipad and stuff like that. And I was just like, what the fuck? It was, it was just so, I, 
felt so uncomfortable. Like it was just so not a house. It was like, <laughs> it was bizarre. It, yeah. Yeah. There are houses like that where it's so big. It's like, how can you feel comfortable living here? It doesn't feel like home to me. I know. Yeah. It's like, they're like, you know, like a public building or something. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so many strangers in there taking care of your house. Like, do you ever have any privacy? Um, when I was a nanny in Laguna, there were some famous people that lived in the neighborhood that like Lee Rocker from the mm-hmm. string cats. Like I did go to his house. I took care of his kid once. And then the owner of Quicksilver, I took care of his kids for like a day. Like a lot of the the parents would just pass me off. Like here's a bunch of kids and you get to take care of them today. So, um, Buzz Aldrin lived there. I did not go to his house. Oh, Art Linkletter's daughter. I would, I've been to her house, but I, I don't I guess she's not famous. <laughs> there are a lot my, of B-listers. <laughs> God, Buzz Aldrin. My my dad was so mad at me because I met Buzz, Buzz Aldrin. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> oh, boo, boo. The less the lesser astronaut. <laughs> it's like, it's like the third tenor. <laughs> um. That's funny. My wife's best friend is related to Buzz, and she's met him many times. And it's, it's like his, her great uncle or something. But it's like, hey, well, we'll invite us up to Buzz's place. <laughs> oh my so, god, his house too is so awesome. It's in Emerald Bay, which is a little private community. It's such a great like. I lived there for a little while. So awesome. But is that I Newport? Could... No, uh, Laguna. Okay. It's a little north of Main Beach. Okay. Before you get to Corona Del Mar, Allison's, you know, hometown. Yes. Um, so this going back to this, do you, has anybody been kicked out of a party? <laughs> Ray, go first. Well, let's see. <laughs> um, yes, I'm sure. Yeah, a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> details, details. Speaking of vomiting in the bathtub. Oh. Um... Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, I'm I, I, okay. I'll, I'll say this: we're we're, we're friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> this one party I, I went to, I was starving, and um, I, I didn't. I only knew two people in the whole place of like you know forty or fifty people, but um, and I don't remember the details why I was there, but um, they had a bunch of awesome food, and I was like. You know, bacon wrapped scallops. I love those. I'm like, oh, okay. So I ate a bunch of those and drank a bunch, and all of a sudden, those bacon wrapped scallops started like disagreeing with me. So I'm like, I, I don't know where the bathroom is. I'm gonna go. So I open the front door and and hurl, but there's a screen door. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was basically strain it. <laughs> through the screen door <laughs> and all the, the solid parts were stuck in the screen oh, so I, I, I saw myself out of that part <laughs> I kicked myself out did you ever go back or ever hear it back from any of those people no 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 I didn't even know these people they're probably still telling that story to this day <laughs> I know. I know. do you know what happened to our screen oh my god they had just throw it away just burn the house down I didn't even know <laughs> Uh, and yeah, there, uh, were, there were parties where me and my friends would show up, and the and the and the the guys whose parents it was like, well, we don't know you, and we don't, leave. you gotta leave. And yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's stuff like that, but not really like you have to leave because you're a drunken asshole. 
I don't remember right. any of that too much. <laughs> I can only remember one time that it was like that for me, but it wasn't me getting kicked out, but the, the person I was with was getting kicked out. So I kind of had to leave. So that's basically getting kicked out. And as we were leaving, he pissed all over their like 58 Buick that was in their garage. Oh. Oh, so go, so go with that. And every time we pass that house now, which is often, I'm always like, "Oh, remember when you peed on the car?" Oh, so anyways, it's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I fell in love. And that's uh, yeah. But we did crash the party for starters, so it was like, oh my god, my, my friends were there. Not I, the hero I, of the story. <laughs> no, 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 no. I my and my friend was like, "You should come over." So we, it was me and like I I saw invite a few people, and it's like we're hanging out. And so the people that it was their party, they're kind of like, who are you? But you're talking to people that are here. So, you know, people, but like who nobody invited you here. Um, and it's funny because we still hate them. I'm like, why do we hate them? They should be hating us. <laughs> their last name's Buckley. We call them the Fuckleys. Like, oh, cool. The Fuckleys are out. <laughs> they ha- Okay. Anyway. But I'm like, we're the bad guys in this in this story. So why do we have so much disdain for these people? <laughs> Lil Rafi, I'm sure you've been kicked out of a party. No. Really? How dare you? Uh, I've I seen re- you at your worst. <sighs> My worst. Sorry. Um, oh. uh, there was like some random house party that me and my friends tried to go to and they didn't let us in because they didn't know us, which was correct. Um, but no, I've never been. So it was a preemptive kick out. <laughs> yeah. Never okay. Never kicked out though. Yeah. I don't think I, I've done the stuff like Ray's done where I do stuff that people are like, what are you doing? Or, or I let myself out. I think there was one time. Oh my gosh. I let myself out of this one. I went to go use the restroom and it was just number one and it started overflowing. I'm like, Oh my god! And the bathroom was like right in the middle of like right next to the living room where everyone's hanging out. So I quickly like leave and go, and I can see the water coming out under the door, <laughs> like going into the party that I left. I don't ever heard anything <laughs> back about what happened. I just like bailed. <laughs> Whoops! I remember one of the uh, previous episodes that I forget who it was, but they were talking about an upper decker where you like you take a yes. shit on the top part of the toilet. Yes. And I'm sure if I had heard of that in my teen and early 20 years, me or one of my friends yes. would have tried to pull that. Especially oh, yeah. <laughs> but... My husband said he did that to p- at people's houses all the time. So I'm pretty sure he's gotten kicked out of many parties. <laughs> <laughs> Just based on the one alone that I know of. Um, so Allison, after talking about this a little bit, she was sort of went into the reasons why she quit the band, which I don't remember her ever telling this story. And it took her a little while to kind of get the story out because it was a little like, uh, 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 OK, just get it out. But then by the time she did, I thought, OK, this needs to be on like a bonus episode. Like I would like to hear more in detail and succinct about this story. It's kind of interesting. I, I she's, had She's told the story before about uh, the drummer. Uh, telling this guy not to go out with Allison or something okay. like that. But like, about the I didn't five, know what that, about the... That, that was part of her leaving the band. Right. Me. Right. Okay. I, I I had two conflicting thoughts about this. One was like, okay, Allison has trouble telling stories where she's not the hero. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the second thing was, 
I was kind of on her side on with against because and I, I went through this whole thought process listening to that thinking like, what is the threshold where I would actually get in between two people in a relationship, like mm. actually interfere in the relationship? You know, like I would pull a friend aside and say like, hey, this is this is bad news. You shouldn't be doing this. And then I'd let it go. Right. Like you can like people are going to make their own choices. You can kind of uh, alert them to like, there's this pattern happening. Look out for this pattern. But, you know, people are going to make their own mistakes and you, you kind of have to let it go. But like, where would I actually go to where I tell somebody not to go see somebody else? Like it would it would like have to be like somehow violence would have to be happening for at, the, right. at that threshold. My then takeaway was uh, this: this guy was kind of a hit it and quit it kind of guy, and hmm. but that that's Allison's problem. And uh, or, true, like, right? Yeah. abstractly for well, he was a, looking out for her, you know. Yeah, yeah I, right. Like if it was like Allison was going to get hit, then I would be like, oh, we need to something needs to happen here. But uh, just like, yeah, uh, I, I, uh, um, oh, where was I going to go? <laughs> One thing is people usually have to go through things to learn from it and yes. you can't really keep people from learning. And and you're right. I, I can't imagine getting involved in anybody's relationship unless they're asking for advice. I mean, I just I, I did. Have... I could give a little warning like, hey, just so you know, this is what they did their whole life. But maybe they went with you. I don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, then I had the thought of like, OK, that is the wisdom of 41 year old Luke. Oh, OK. Right, right, right. 21 or 20 year old Luke might have gotten involved because I was jealous and I wanted to sleep with him. Yes, yeah, see, that's the other thing. I think that's when, when people are getting involved, it's for their own gain. It's not for helping. <laughs> and um, I think there was some feelings between Allison and uh, the drummer at some point, too. I think so she had a crush know, on him or something. Is it the same drummer that is in the band now? Well, in yes. Angora's? Yeah. Okay, so. They're obviously friends now, and she totally should have dated him. He's totally cute. God damn it, Georgie's barking. I think she had a crush on him, and there was some weirdness, but I don't know if it went any further than that. Well, it went it went further in that he interfered when she tried to hook up with somebody else. Well, yeah. <laughs> when he tried when she tried to hook up with his friend. Oh man, so she was even kind of I don't know. Yeah, not the hero of the story. There's maybe some love connection between her and the drummer, and then. That, then she went and hooked up with his friend. Yeah. That, that okay. Was... That I could see. But then also like that. to wake up and say like, I need to get toxic people all my life. And then to go to a group of friends and say like, I'm quitting the band because you're all toxic. Like that's terrible. Right. I yeah. Oh, I feel awful. Like, okay. Yeah. So this is a story I want to hear when the band is on the show. Yes. <laughs> Let's hear everybody's you know side and perspective. But that and... was a temporary breakup. And then they got back together for a year or two before she finally went to New York, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And God, I love the story about like him burning the drum set or yes. whatever, hanging yeah. up in the garage. <laughs> that's like wow. So that's why I was like, is this the same guy? Because he seems so mild mannered. <laughs> yeah, drummer so all a punk band. Drama. No, oh, yeah, that's true. But of a girl punk band, I feel like he's a little bit more docile. <laughs> like they're the like grungier ones, <laughs> more mm. hardcore ones. Um. 
they did a little round of fun facts, which I know we tried to do before, which is kind of hard to do if you don't really know each other. But let's share. Why don't you guys? Is there a fun fact you can share about yourself, Ray? Um, let's see. Okay, um, I'm related to Mildred Babe Didrikson Zaharis, who is regarded as the greatest female athlete of the 20th century. Um, I didn't get any of this athletic ability, but it's a fun fact. Interesting. Luke, do you have a fun fact about yourself? Oh, I don't, I'm not sure. Well, the one thing, whenever I play Two Truths and a Lie, the 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 one that I always throw in is that I worked at a nuclear power plant in Canada, which is absolutely the truth. Oh. <laughs> and it's what everyone <laughs> skips over. And it is totally like the, the silent decoy and it God, it works every time which now I can't play it. I know. I was going to say, good to know for the future. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. See, if well, you were specific uh, oh. to saying that it's in Canada, I might say, well, that's true. Because why oh. would you throw Canada? A little too much detail? Interesting. Yeah. Little rough. Do you have another fun fact for us about yourself? I literally cannot think of anything. Or that's you can do a fun fact about one of us. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I'm scared. Like, what did I, I tell Alfie? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't think of anything. If you don't have anything, that's okay. I don't. Um, I don't have any fun facts about myself. I woke up in a pool of my own vomit like two weeks ago. So fun fact. Um, <laughs> we didn't have, I was not a part of the, like in high school, not a big fan of high school. And plus I went to, let's see how many high schools. Yeah. Two, four, three, four. Um, wow. So I was never a big like yearbook person or, high school person i'm wondering if any of you had superlatives about yourself in the yearbook if you made it to any of that like i can't even imagine none of my friends or anybody would have been best anything so i'm i'm much like allison she felt like a misfit i was like definitely part of the misfits group oh same (laughs) um you know by the time my senior year in high school i was basically vacant i had i took like two classes uh because i was working for the most part. So I'd show up for class. I'd sign myself in at noontime, take art and English, and that's all I needed to graduate. And um, I'm basically not there. Now, the beginning of high school, I was, um, yeah, I kind of had a small group of friends, which turned into a little bit of a larger group of friends by the time I was a sophomore. But you know the antisocials, not anyone one that went to the the dances or the football games or any of that shit. So, um, I liked my friends. I didn't really like high school. <laughs> I think you and I would have been friends. You just described exactly everything. <laughs> like we would go to parties, maybe to just like make fun of things going on there. But to to in general, like none of the dances, never went to those. None of the big parties. None, no sports things. Just. Right. Just really the antisocial group. The there was always like that smoking group in the back, and there was always someone that had an army jacket on. Like that group of people was my friends. <laughs> yeah, same. And it's kind of bizarre to think that my high school had a smoking section. Oh my gosh, the the high school I graduated from did, but that was a continuation school, and that's probably why. But um, <laughs> that's crazy that you had that. <laughs> And, Luke, um, was, were yeah, you, and uh, between vote, oh, classes, sorry. it was like 40 or 50 people in there. 
just smoking a cigarette or oh joints as fast as they could. <laughs> so you were class. eating 12 grapes. You're just smoking as many cigarettes as you could. <laughs> um, Luke, were you voted uh, best anything? I don't or think, most? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I got, uh, there was, there was one, there's a girl who dated who was like, the most successful at everything in school in, in high school. Like she got the best grade. She, she won, won all the awards. And then she ended up uh, leaving a year early to go to BYU. And, um, and then, then she wasn't there anymore. And then I think I picked up all of her awards, like just cause I was under there. <laughs> I, I like, I went to a high school for misfits, which was uh, so, so in my, my personal case, uh, cause I, I don't, my, my eyesight is bad. I had all these, what are called itinerant teachers, which are these special supplemental teachers kids with disabilities get to come in and help them adapt to living in school. And they would tell my mom stuff like, oh, he's going to be like need assistance his entire life. And like, oh, all this really horrible stuff. And I would just fight them. Like I, they, they'd make appointments for me I wouldn't show up and this is all through junior high to the point like the superintendent of the school district got involved and he brought everybody in including me and just like I was mouthing off to them through the entire meeting in front of the superintendent <laughs> like I was I was kind of an asshole and uh and at the end he's like yeah I think this is just the wrong environment and he's like we're starting this new school where we take kids that are having behavioral problems or some other problem in school and uh, for high school, put them in a college setting because maybe they'll just perform better. And so I got put in a community college for high school uh, as part of the special program. And it's along with 50 other people per class. So 200 total for, the, for, high, for our high school. And, uh, but we were all kind of somehow misfits. Like we didn't fit in the regular high school program somehow. And we ended up in this thing. And it was, it was great. Like I think really that, that saved me. Um, so for me, high school is great. I think at the same time they went on to talk about college and I, I look at both the same way and that, uh, just because of like how things were for me in, in high school and elementary school, like socially, I was a bit, you know, behind and I, I was really behind, like maybe five years. And so like all the development that maybe I should have done kind of late elementary school and through middle school, like I was kind of catching up on in high school and then in college, I was just really behind. And so I look also back on that time as like, oh, there are a bunch of missed opportunities there um, of things that like, oh, I had an opportunity to do this and, and I, I didn't do it because I just didn't read the room. And so, yes, very good, but also regret. So I had the same sort of similar. I, well, I had a horrible time with with high school. But when I finally got when I got kicked out of high school, going to the continuation school I actually enjoy going there. And then there were a lot of that. I feel like was a lot of missed opportunities because I could have really like maybe done something more than getting kicked out of high school. But um, I really learned more at that school and I enjoyed it a lot, um, except for there's outside life things or my, my um, let's see, my relationships that were like really like not great at the time. So it was just like it, it was really a mixed bag. And then when I went to college, I really loved it. And I think it was because I took a couple of years off because I was always working. I had like a million jobs always. I never had time to do something like that. So once I finally went to college, it was like, oh my gosh, it's all on you. Like I'm paying for it. 
it's when you want to go and it just felt like just it just felt so good to be doing something like that for yourself and um so I wish I would have, you know, finished <laughs> because that yeah. would be cool. But uh, but yeah, that part of my life was really I, I did. I went to a community college, so I didn't have like that, you know, big college leave uh, the state type of thing and like live there. It was just it just felt like being an adult and doing something for your future that I never used. So, you know, cool. <laughs> so this is where they talked about having your parent as a teacher. So I'm wondering, have any of you had that or what would you how would you feel about that, Ray? <laughs> Um, not as a teacher, but I remember in elementary school, um, my mom's best friend was the nurse that tested the kids hearing. We'd all have to file into a room and, uh, they put like earphones on you and they say, do you hear the left one? Do you hear the right one? And make different beeping noises Well, she was sick and my mom filled in. Oh, and she was the person testing the entire school. <laughs> and I thought that was so weird. And she and she came with like a like a white like skirt and or dress or whatever. And I'm like, you're not a nurse. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Did you call her out for real? I <laughs> know I thought it. Okay, okay. <laughs> you kidding me? I wouldn't know. <laughs> but um <laughs> But everyone was like, that's your mom. She's so nice. Me, 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 me. Uh, <laughs> I just remember the weirdness of going in and like, hey, mom. Yeah, yeah you know that would I can be hear very why, weird. Why we were doing this. <laughs> but that I was think it. it. It would be weird. It's probably weirder for you because it was just like a one-off. If it was all the time, it'd probably be, it could be, I mean, if your mom's cool, it could be awesome. If not, it could really suck. Um, also, my... my grandfather was the bus driver. Oh, Wow. And, uh, you know, and, and thankfully everyone liked him. Yeah, no kidding. But, uh, <laughs> uh, like, my mom was always the room mom, so she was always a part of stuff going on. So that was fun. Uh-huh. And so I did that for my kids, and I always thought oh, it would be fun to work at the school, but whatever, it never happened. But my grandfather was, uh, he was a high school teacher in the city that's right that's in the middle of orange actually it's like this little unincorporated city and my mom and all of my aunts and uncles all went through him so they all had him as their teacher which was like they loved it they thought it was awesome they just thought it was so cool because he was he was a cool guy and he is a cool guy as far as i can remember um but i always thought man that'd be so cool if i could go to villa park high school and have my grandpa be my teacher it'd be awesome (laughs) yeah that would be weird though having a teacher that's your parent (laughs) it would be very lots of kids at my kids school have their parents as their teacher and at their elementary school and now at the high school it's very familial like even the janitor at their other school their grade school the they had their friends like went there and like their kids went there so it was sort of like everybody was related somehow it was sort of strange everybody's german it's very strange hmm. <laughs> uh little rafi is your mom your teacher uh, that would explain why it was voted most likely to shoot up a school. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> How would you feel if one of your family members was your teacher? For that to happen, a mm, lot of mm, things would have mm, uh, mm. had to go wrong. So <laughs> I don't think it would have changed anything. I would have uh, I would still have an eighth grade education. <laughs> OK, on a lighter note. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so. Allison, every single episode now, even episodes that 
our Monday episodes is asking Tony for drops. And I feel like it really, it uh, brings the show to a halt or it kind of like just kind of stops it. And I love that he's kind of doing some drops like the David Matthews one. I'm like, okay, that was a good one. And then sometimes they're not timed so right. But he doesn't know where these drops naturally go from before where Colonel Jeff would put them in, where we all know where they would have naturally gone. So for her to ask, I feel like, I don't know, even on Mondays, like at least just cut that part out. Like don't tell Tony to put, put in dun, dun, dun and say that and then have it after. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Like it's, you know, Tony's, Tony's producing or he's not like right, if he wants to put you. stuff in, then he should have a idea of how he wants to paint the show. But like it's his canvas. I'm kind of used to it by now. I miss Jeff though. <laughs> but we love Tony. <laughs> yeah, I right. do love Tony, I'm, but like, yeah. I'm Go very wrong. interested to hear. She said that Jenna and Al and Jeff are coming back. Can you imagine what it's going to be like? Tony's there. Jeff is there. They both got their drop machines at the oh, ready. Oh boy! Duel it's going to be a real address. duel. <laughs> it's gonna be very interesting i wonder who'll win that drop off yeah i wonder uh tony already knows that he would lose that one but and he's not a competitive type of guy so i think he would just let jeff you know do his work his magic but still i don't know is tony gonna be there i guess he would be huh because jeff's not producing he's just a guest hmm that's gonna be interesting is this next thursday i'm so excited yeah, that, uh, right. Uh, and then and then Greg Heller's coming back. Yeah, possibly Greg, and then possibly Daniel. She said, "I'm like, why not? Po- no, nope, not possibly. It's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tease it. Let's just have everybody back." Um, yeah, I guess Greg's comment was, "Well, that's January fourth. That's so far in the future. I can't <laughs> commit." <laughs> yeah, what do you've got going on? You're at home with your kid. Come on, and you're saying that parenting is so easy. It's a walk in the park. Okay. You can be on a show. Give it a rest. Um, so they kind of did a little round of New Year's resolutions. And I I thought it was funny just going back because Tony was like, last year he was making proclamations about 2020. It's going to be the greatest year. Because he, he was in a rough state. So he was going to like go big. And it was sort of like, okay, <laughs> never mind. And I remember on our episode, I believe it was Hindsight was the episode, and I thought, this is the year. This is really it. It's going to be 2020. It's going to be so great. And it's just like, oh, man. So I'm wondering, let's do a little round of New Year's resolutions. Tell me if you make them and what they are for this year. Ray? I, I, I generally don't make resolutions. But last year, I was like, you know, I've gained a little weight. Maybe I'll try to lose some of that stuff. And was starting to, when the pandemic hit, where all there is to do is sit around and eat. So that that didn't work out. So (laughs) this year, I'll try to get back on track. Um, I also want to get into playing the bass some more. But that's kind of hard, too, because it's bass. You don't, it's not a solo instrument. It's, it's. Right, you need an accompaniment. Yeah, it's it's kind of like sex, you know. It's it's better with people. You know, <laughs> it can be fun by yourself, but not as. Speaking but, my language, uh, just kidding. <laughs> that, that's my uh, 2021 
plan. All right, Luke, what about you? So I say, like, uh, I when I first guested on this podcast, I was like, I want to do a podcast. <laughs> so that is actually like one of my New Year's resolutions is I just had this idea of one of the problems I had when I moved to Berlin is like I didn't speak the language. So I wasn't reading the newspapers and I was in the city, but I was just kind of living in an expat bubble without actually knowing what's going on. And the city is really bizarre and kind of interesting. So I thought about like uh, doing a news show and just doing like four or five star stories, doing like what Greg uh, Fitzsimmons does with Sunday papers, like do, you know, five, five stories on a Sunday of just like what's happening in Berlin told from an expat's per- perspective, which I think is kind of interesting and, and in a very maybe mocking Germany a little bit, but in a very loving way. Um, and then the challenge is I need to find a co-host. And and then also um, I want to wait a little bit till COVID isn't all the stories because that will just bum me out. <laughs> I'm okay with like 50%. But um, yeah, so that's kind of my, that's my New Year's resolution is to actually like get the rhythm of doing a show once a week. That's a good point about it not being about COVID and kind of like hold, holding off a little bit. But I love that idea of the, uh, the premise that's really, really cool and interesting and different. Thanks. So yes, if you live in Berlin and you want to do a show, <laughs> or you care All right, about I'm Berlin. moving. I'm. I'll be an expat and uh... <laughs> later, Orange. <laughs> well, uh, get together with uh, Tim Ortez. He's in Germany. Oh, somewhere. there you go. I thought yes, but he's not in Berlin, and then it's like, oh, I got to read different papers, and uh, yeah, and also, <laughs> I I really do want to be local because I, I really do want it to be a face to face. I, I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't want it. I don't want to deal Zoom delay for every show. Yes. Maybe like yes. a couple, but yeah. In person is so much more. It's just so much more fun. It's just it's easier. It's just less things to have to deal with. But well, um... this is like a totally different show. When like with Rafi, like Rafi in like a face to face. When you two are face to face, right? It's amazing. <laughs> Not that he's bad now. Thank you. <laughs> but, but like, I God, I love Rafi. Would and it, yeah, and and I get all excited. Like, I, oh, I'm gonna be doing a show. Doing, I'm gonna be on with Rafi for hours. But it's not the same Rafi that I hear. Right, because he are, lets like, everybody else car. talk. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he was on your rooftop in Berlin and you guys were having drinks, the show would be amazing. You'd right, be and fun. he'd be interrupting every five minutes to say like. <laughs> doing in that window oh my god i think she might kill that cat so true yeah i'd be distracted by every single thing that has nothing to do with the podcast <laughs> rafi's reading me in when there's four people on especially i try to just shut up and let other people well it's it's a it's a struggle like it's it's funny because very few people listen to this but i'm always thinking about like what do the people want to hear and i always think they don't want to hear me i'm an idiot so especially if there's two guests on, I'm like, I'm going to shut up because the other people want to be on the show. Like, it's not about me. But then, you know, one person will say, oh, you should you should be you're, you're too quiet on this one. You should talk more. But then it's like there's four of us. It's hard to do a Skype call. So it's like it's a delicate balancing act. Yeah. And you're very uh, respectful of other people that don't usually get to be on. So you're like, let them have their voice. And me, I'm just like steamrolling everybody. Well, you have to host. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, maybe next time you should. <clears throat> uh, 
that was not in a bad way. <laughs> uh, little Rafi, do you have any resolutions? No, not really. I'm not the kind of person that makes resolutions usually. Um, because I always think if you're going to do something, just do it. Like you don't right. need an arbitrary day to begin or end something. Um, but this year I would like to um, eat a little better, exercise some more. But I'm not going to, you know, beat myself up if I can't because things right. are weird and stressful and nothing is the same. So, you know. It's very true. I, I, I feel kind of like torn because typically when I make resolutions, they I never go through with them or follow through. Nothing ever comes of it. But I feel like in the last two years, I've really really done well with some of them where it's like okay I finally lost 40 pounds like that's awesome but so like with this new year I thought I know I can do that so I can get back into getting onto track getting on track and maybe lose like 10 more just to like whatever but I also want to exercise more because I like to actually just be healthy not smaller I don't really care about the number on the scale I want to like how I feel I want to change and I think that's part of the not drinking is I don't want to completely cut it out but I just want to get a better relationship with it which is one of my resolutions last year so I feel like I definitely did not do that especially with COVID like you said Ray like there was nothing else to do but eat and drink and then like in the beginning in March I in like seven pounds in like the first like two months it's like okay let's like rein it in get back on track and I sort of did but not with the drinking so I feel like just kind of focusing I like having a date and I know it's like a dumb like you're right it's arbitrary it's whatever but it's just it's nice to like have a starting date of like okay on this day you're doing something I feel like you're gonna stick with it more if you do that but maybe not <laughs> I don't know I remember last year we kind of like checked in like every couple of months like how are you doing with your resolutions um by March we're like fuck everything uh but also uh I would like to say yes to doing things more because we've missed out on so much in the past year that I don't ever want to say no to being invited somewhere or just making plans with people not waiting for an invitation i want i'm going to start doing that more being proactive in spending time with people more is going to be like a really big goal this year and also i would like to be more independent monetarily and so i'm gonna work i'm working on that and also i'm gonna take your idea luke i would like to start another podcast at some point we've said it for a million years i've said it we talk about different ideas and who cares if nobody's going to listen? It's a fun, like this show is so much fun. And I have so many different ideas of podcasts that maybe don't exist yet. Or even if they do, who cares? And it's just another fun thing to do that would be, you know, I don't know. I enjoy doing this. So why not? I'm glad you say that because like I, I was listening to your show. I don't remember which show it was, but I remember having listened to Allison's podcast that week. I was like, God, if I were on the show, like what the hell would I say? Because mm. the, the show is just didn't have a lot of content and weren't that right. great. And then it it was one where you and Rafi were just together and it was fine. Like it was a great <laughs> show. It's like, Oh, like Allison doesn't need to produce content at all. Like these two on their own just can go off, you know, on a tangent. And it, it, it was great. It was fantastic. And oh, so awesome. I'm glad like that you're <laughs> venturing out. Yes. And I just need to decide on which thing because I have so many, there's so many different little ideas and which one would be the most satisfying to start first. Who knows? Maybe more than one, but like just to focus on something new would be exciting and fun. And just, yeah, I think, 
I don't know how many years I've been saying, oh, I have this other idea for a podcast. Like, well, why don't you just do it? If it sucks, then it sucks. And then you've tried it. <laughs> but yeah. I thought of doing it as well, but um, it just seems like work when I think about, okay, the logistics of it mm, and producing yeah. it and, um, you know, it, and there's a, there's a million podcasts already out there that you know people are talking about something yes <laughs> it's like well you have to pick out something that people it, it want doesn't, to hear it doesn't have to be like it's something that i know about and you know right i think sure that's one of be... the main reasons that i haven't wanted to do is i'm like well everybody has a podcast and every and this has already been you know whatever but but it's still so fun to do so why not you know yeah it, 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 it's it's uh it has to be like a passion where yeah. you don't actually care if anyone's listening. And right. it, it's just like you you can enjoy it on its own as your creation. And yeah, I, like I my my first job was working at a television station and so it sort of scratches that itch that I still have from that job where I was producing things and yeah, I just I need that <laughs> in my life. It is sort of like making a, you know, painting something and you're like, I did this for me. And yes, people might be listening, so it's a little bit different, but someone might see your painting, whatever, whatever it is, you're right, it is like an uh, an outlet. And it's definitely something like this show has given me so much joy to be a part of and do every week. And to have that where it's something about something that I'm super into that is just mine would be really, really cool. I, I used to weigh, I weighed at, uh, maybe like 275 at one point. Like oh it, gosh. it gotten way out of control. And I remember talking to a friend and I was just like, I got to figure out how to get this weight down. Um, and, and he was like, well, you know, whatever you do, you have to pick something that you're not going to like, isn't going to make you miserable because then you just won't follow through. Like it has right. to be something you enjoy. And yep. same thing with like starting a podcast. Like if it's something that you're like, I'm excited, like I'm excited about having an, a, a, a vehicle that makes me read the paper every week, mm, every yes. day and become, and be civically engaged and to think through like politics and then think, read German politics through the lens of an American. And I, I, I like that whole process excites me and, and it's just sort of a vehicle for that. And, and so, yeah, I, I like, that's how I know what I'll stick with it. <laughs> right. Same thing for me with the weight loss, which I've had an issue with, like as far as I can remember, like I don't remember not having an issue with it and I finally can control it. And it's so crazy that I I can actually say that instead of having to lose 40 pounds, like, Oh, I want to lose like 10 pounds. Like, okay. Right. Like that just is so much more manageable, but it's like, I can't believe I did the, all of that, which I couldn't do for so many years. I did a hundred so, pounds in a year. Like that's crazy. By the way, bad idea. <laughs> really? Told that because like because of the skin issue. An issue, yeah, and just generally, like, um, people think you're sick. <laughs> oh, I had two bartenders pull me aside to say, like, oh, this is great what you did, but you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I know, LaRoff, he's like, at a certain point, it's too much, right? I'm like, yeah, at a certain point, but I do have to say, it is intoxicating to wake up and weigh myself and have it be lower where I'm like, oh my God, it's working. But I need to get past the point of weighing myself and that, because I feel like that's another eating disorder is another part of it is always thinking about it. And I want to get to the point of just feeling comfortable 
with who I am and feeling comfortable in my clothes and not having to always be checking every little thing. So that's what I want for this next year is just to be like a little more free, more comfortable in my own skin. And and I actually feel like it's doable this year. Every year I kind of feel that way. And I'm like, it's not going to happen this year. I feel like it's going to happen. See, that's how, that's how nerdy me lost weight in like 2016 or so where I, I I, I, I took a morning weight every day. Mm. And I expected, you know, ups and downs, but I wanted to see the trend line. Yeah. Go yes. Down. I was like, oh, I'm such a nerd. <laughs> well, I sit in bed at night looking because I've logged all of this information into an app that I can go back the past, like, however many years and look, okay, what, what weight was I on this date last year? And, like, I'll literally look like, okay, so by this time next year, I could be this. Like, I nerd out on it big time. So, the morning when I wake up, the first thing I'm like, I can't wait to go weigh, weigh myself, which is like crazy because it could really change my mood if it's not good. <laughs> but that, that um, feeling when you put on like the jeans that weren't fitting and like they yes! just like slide on. I remember yes. like because I used to buy like size 40 waist and I remember wearing those pants, having a belt tightened. And walking to my bedroom and then just kind of shaking my hips and it just felt they just fell. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I have so many new clothes that I've bought. That's the other thing. Like, oh, I brought I bought so many new clothes in the past year, gearing up for like I'm doing this. And then 2020 hit, and I'm like, cool. Where am I? So I'm just to wear hoodies and jeans every day. Awesome. <laughs> um, but so I feel like 2021, like I've bought a whole bunch of jumpsuits and like stuff I would never wear before. And I need to push myself to just be a little bit more just comfortable and nice to myself and, you know, just appreciate where I, where I am at the moment. I feel like that's a good place to end it. What do you guys think? Sounds good to me. BFFs. If you'd like to be on the show, email BFFancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at BFFancast. Follow me at BFF Lisa Lowry. I don't even know if people do Twitter anymore. I don't know. Oh my God. I didn't shout out Von Carmen. So all of it really. That's so random. I love going back and forth with him on Twitter. He always has the best tweets about our show. And um, so it's nice to have a newbie listening. It's kind of cool to, I don't know. It's just another layer of fun. So Whitney, you did good. Um, and it was so nice to have you guys on the show. Lil Rafi, where can we find you? You can find me um, uh, editing this show. Oh, <laughs> are you going to uh, have an intro song <laughs> for Tim Ortez? I have two of the three songs picked already. I need oh, one three. more. <laughs> a misfit song because we're all misfits. We're the island of misfits toys. This is uh, <laughs> this is my whole life. All my friends. That's what it's always been. And I think that's why we all get along. Um, Ray, where can we find you? I'm at... Um... What the hell is it? Oh, um, <laughs> Ray Morgan, I, I, I on Twitter. Uh, you can find me in the Facebook group, of course. And Luke, where can we find you? Also on the Facebook group, uh, drunk booking occasionally. And then, um, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I never even look at this account anymore, but uh, at Draco Malfoy on Twitter. All right. And BFFs, you know, life in general sort of sucks. Let your kids believe in Santa or any other kind of magic because fuck it. <laughs> Just kidding. And I truly love you. No, you're the fucking best. Damn it. <laughs> See what happens when I mix and it don't up. Kill I don't... Yourself. <laughs> don't kill yourself and have a V8. All right. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make
I'm too old to be frontin' when I'm feelin' Denzel and actin' like you ain't appealing when you are Stuntin' like you ain't my only girl when you are I'm ready to stop when you are Thank <laughs> you. 